have the intentions, have the vision 100%, but there has to be daily momentum behind it and daily actions to support the vision that you have. Otherwise, it's just a vision. And I think a lot of us get stuck in that visioning phase and all of a sudden we're working on all the behind the scenes things. We're not actually working on the action steps to get out there and connect and get visible. And that's what really propels the business forward. Hey, queens. Yeah, you. You know who you are. God, come on. Go ahead and put that crown in your head. Now tilt a little to the left. Now a little to the right. Perfect. Now let's get to work. Because we know you got big goals. And you got big dreams. And not afraid to let them know. Why? Because you step into your purpose. You speak out on your faith. And you shift up in your journey. Because you a boss. Welcome to the podcast. Drop the expiring act with your host, Belly of QueenBayGoals.com. Reminding you that you are a queen before anything else. It's your life and your goals. Make it royal. All right, y'all. Go ahead and work that crown. All right. Hey, Queen Bays. Welcome to another episode of the Drop the Aspire Night podcast. You know, this season, it's all about the fear and failure. And today I'm talking to Katie Craig, who is an entrepreneur who accidentally started a business. So Katie, can you tell us a little bit about yourselves and tell us how do you accidentally start a business? Yeah, thanks so much for having me here today, first of all. Um, Yeah, I was uh, in graphic design and I had a full-time job. I was feeling good about what I was doing, but I always had that kind of tug inside of me that said there was more. There was something else that I was meant to be doing. I liked this. It was what I enjoyed the most at the time, but it certainly wasn't what I felt like was my calling. And so I started researching and looking and trying to see what is out there that I'm really passionate about and kind of fell into coaching because at that time, this was 2006. And so coaching wasn't really on the radar at all for anybody. If anything, they thought, you know, what kind of sport do you coach? Um, (laughs) And so, yeah, so we ended up having uh, my, my boss required us to do some continuing ed. And I ended up on a call with a coach for graphic designers. And I was so fascinated by what she did and how she got to do it that I didn't really pay attention to how it applied to my job at that point. And so (laughs) (laughs) I ended up contacting her afterwards and getting some more information about what this thing called coaching even was. And at that point, it really lined up with what I had been researching. I knew I wanted to go into something in the holistic field. I, I, you know, was fascinated with acupuncture. I was fascinated with naturopathy, but I didn't want to do any of those things. I enjoyed Mm -hmm. receiving them. (laughs) And so um, I ended up talking to her. I hired a coach just to see what the experience was like. And then I ended up applying for coaching school because I had a little bit of extra money lying around and I was like, I think this would be a great life experience just Mm -hmm. to learn some more communication skills. I'm totally an introvert at heart. And so for me, it was a way to sort of further myself. And then before I knew it, halfway through school, through the work with my coach, I was giving my notice and starting a business. And I I was like, how is this happening? I (laughs) 
I was not planning to do any of this when I went in here. I I was just following the signs. I was following what interested me as I went forward and learning what those passions were. It was, it felt easy. Now having the business hasn't always felt easy, of course, but starting it was just one step in front of the other, just following the breadcrumb trails of what I was interested in. So it was accidentally started. I love how you say you just, you just, putting your notice and you were like gone like everything tells you that you should be coaching and that's where you went that's the direction that you took do you think there was anything in your life at that moment that was like Katie maybe we need to slow down a little bit (laughs) (laughs) well I was 23 so I had very little of that within me at the time um in hindsight I don't know that I would have done it the exact same way that definitely was one of those I always say I love the aspect of you know, leap and the way will come. Uh, I loved and really fell quite on my face because it was 2008, the economy crashed. There were so many things working against me at that time. And while everything had lined up perfectly and I wouldn't take the experience back necessarily, if I had the option to do it a little bit differently, I probably would just because I think that I could have had a little bit more planning involved at that time. Uh, now I was very fortunate. My boss told me at the time, you know, starting a business is more difficult than you think it is. And we need you as much as you need us, I think. And so I'd be willing to pay you for part-time if you're willing to stay. So I ended up doing that for a little while, which was a huge gift at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. But I do think I would do things just a little bit differently now. Not, not to say that you can't leap and the way will come, but I think for me, my personality, a little more planning for what that runway would look like was probably needed at the time. And I think you said a little more strategy. (laughs) Yes, I'm all about strategy. I love the left and the right brain. I'm such a creative mind, but I'm also very strategic at the same time. Oh, I think I'm the same way too. So tell us, once you started your business, like what were some of the failures? And I put the air quotes, what were some of the failures that you had along the way? Yeah, I love the air quotes because we, we all know like failures mean learning. So right. you're going to learn and you're going to grow from it. But <laughs> how much time do you have? Because there were so <laughs> many, <laughs> so many failures. Um, because I was 23, because I didn't really plan things out at the time, uh, because this was not a field that was widely known, I definitely thought at that time, I was very naive that to think I'm just going to put my shingle out there and say, this is what I do now. And people are going to be lined up at the door because that's what happens when you start a business. Right. And that is not the case. So I did not really plan any marketing, any launch strategy, anything. When I started my business, I just wanted to do the thing. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, So that that ended up being what felt like a pretty big failure because my runway was a lot longer to find success than it needed to be at that time. Uh, so that was a, that was a pretty giant one. Um, and then I would just say like throughout the 14 plus years I've been in business, there have been many times that I have launched things and it has been just crickets and those feel like failures. But again, I love that you use air quotes because we end up learning from that. And every time I've launched something and it's been a flop, I've gone, okay, take a step back. What didn't connect? how can I connect in a deeper way? Or is this even something I really want to be doing? Or was it just an idea I had that I followed? I love that. Oh. 
Yeah. I love that you said that. So what do you say to the entrepreneur who is just getting started and they still have that fear? Okay, what's going to happen to my business? Should I keep my resume updated because I might have to go back to the job? What do you say to the entrepreneur who's just getting started? Such a good question. So the first thing that I say to any entrepreneur that's getting started is it is probably going to challenge you in ways that you never expected. And so I would always say there's like three key things that you need to do to get yourself ready. And that's a mental fortitude to know that there are going to be failures in the beginning. You're in a trial and error phase for like the first two to three years of your business. You may experience success in that time, which is amazing, but there's still going to be plenty of times you're going to launch something. It's not going to work. You're going to launch it again. You know, you're going to experience some of those bobbles along the way. It's totally normal. Don't take it personally. You're in a learning phase. So that's the first thing I would say. So mental fortitude to be able to roll with the punches when that happens. The second thing would be financial fortitude. So starting a business is not always cheap. And sometimes there's many months before you actually get that first paycheck in the door, depending on how much planning you've done. So I would say have a little bit of savings built up or have a part-time job plan just to give you a little bit more of a runway as you get started and as you start to market. With social media these days, it's easier to get out there and get more visible, Mm -hmm. but there's still a little bit of time that's needed to get things launched. And then I would say the third thing and probably the most important thing is to create a strategy both for your life and your business and make sure that they work together. Because I think that a lot of times people put their all into their business and before they know it, their business is running their life. And there's not enough time for them anymore. That balance isn't there. And so really create that vision for what you want your life to look like and make sure your business is going to support that and vice versa. Thank you. That I think all three are great advice because I love when you said, you know, at one point you were living on your dreams, PB&J and credit cards. I so was. (laughs) So was for many years when I started. Again, I just, I did everything wrong when I started. And at the end of the day, it was everything right because that's what informed what I teach now. It was all those mistakes, but it was hard. I mean, it was a hard couple of years. I mean, probably four or five years starting out my business was hard. And I was living on peanut butter and jelly and ramen and my credit cards. And I blew through my savings really quickly. And I'm not proud of that necessarily, but I needed to go through that experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In order to grow and in order to get the experience that I needed to really trust in what I was doing and form that trust in myself to know that I knew what I was talking about and that confidence. I love it. So tell us about creating your daily momentum. Mm, It's one of my favorite things. I, I found that oftentimes as entrepreneurs, but also just as people, like we want everything to happen yesterday. <laughs> we rush the process and we think as, long, as soon as we put something out there, we're going to get feedback. As soon as we launch our website, we're going to get clients. As soon as mm-hmm. like all of these things, we think as soon as we do this, then the, the, the thing that we experience as success is going to come to us. And while that is possible, I don't want to sound like I'm, you know, putting water on the fire here, but It is possible. There also has to be daily action behind your intentions. So have the intentions, have the vision 100%, but there has to be daily momentum behind it and daily actions to support the vision that you have. Otherwise, it's just a vision. And I think a lot of us get stuck in that visioning phase and all of a sudden we're working on all the behind the scenes things, 
are not actually working on the action steps to get out there and connect and get visible. And that's what really propels the business forward. I love it. I love it. So tell us, how can people come and find you so that they can get some coaching and learn how to create their daily momentum, learn how to bring their vision to life? Yeah, so it's super easy. Dailymomentum.com is my website. I run a collective of entrepreneurs who are creative or holistic. And you can also find me on Instagram at instagram.com backslash momentum underscore coach. And you have some collectives coming out in March. So can you tell us a little bit more about those? Yeah, so the collective actually starts in March. And so that is a series of support options for my clients so they can step in wherever their budget is. I have a huge huge heart for these small businesses that are just starting out with small budgets because I was one of those Mm -hmm. as we've just talked about. And so you can step in with a small budget and get support, get coaching each month. And if you're ready, if and when you're ready, you can actually step into higher levels of support with more time more investment with me and be able to actually get one-on-one coaching and that more intense support that I can offer through my training programs, my course, and my training library. I love it. So you guys don't have to remember all that because you know the links are going to be down below. (laughs) (laughs) So for this season, our guests are leaving the quotes um, for the podcast. And I love Katie because she gave us two, but I'm going to just going to go with this one because it it goes and flows with the season. So it's our deepest bear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us by Marianne Williamson. So tell us, why is that a quote that you live by? This quote hit me to my core really early on in my business. And it is that space that I think most often we are scared to shine. We are scared to step into our brilliance. We are scared to speak with confidence about what we know inside. And I'm getting goosebumps now even talking about it because at every time, at every moment when you up level in your business, you're going to be asked to be vulnerable. You're going to be asked to be center stage. You're going to be asked to be seen. Mm -hmm. And that can be so scary to be raw and real like that. But that is the plight of being an entrepreneur. That is the journey. So that's why it touches me so much is because no matter what level I'm at, every time I up level, it comes right back. It's that light within me that I'm scared of more than the darkness of what I think could happen. Those what ifs. I love it. I love it. You're giving me goosebumps just saying that. And I get emotional (laughs) all the time. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, thank you, Katie, for coming on the podcast today. You guys listen to her story because all of us have to start somewhere. And it's those fears and fears that we have to get past to make it to like 14 years in our business. And we have those stories that we can share. So come back and listen to another episode of the Drop This Fly Night podcast. Katie, it was so great to have you on. So great to talk with you today. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. No problem. All right, you guys, make sure you come back and listen to the next episode. You have been listening to another episode of Drop the Aspiring Act. If you're looking for more information on this podcast and other episodes, please visit queenbaygoals.com. That's Q-U-E-E-N-B-A-E-G-O-A-L-S.com. All right, y'all podcast.